Today on the podcast, we have Ish Gupta. He's a comedian from Connecticut. I met him through the Rubber City Comedy Festival. Um, I thought he was one of the best of the weekend. He was a really cool guy, so I wanted to have him on. We talked to him about what it's like doing comedy in Connecticut, um, what kind of opportunities they have there, whatnot, and then we talked, asked him about uh, how often he goes to New York because it's only like an hour and a half train ride, whatever, from where he's from. Um, then we got into some news. We talked about the Israel and Palestine ceasefire that happened like the day before we recorded, I believe. Um, and we got into some other stuff. Can't really remember what we talked about <laughs> news wise other than, cause we talked about Israel and Palestine probably for the longest out of all the stuff that we talked about. But, um, it was a good podcast. I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, I think this is a comedian that you should uh, follow and pay attention to. I think he's really funny and he's going to go places. So um, listen to this. Follow Ace Group on Instagram. I think he gives out at the end of the podcast. And uh, we talk about Chris Rock at the end. So that's that'll be fun. Hope you enjoy it. What's up, man? I'm chilling. Chilling. How are you? Yeah. Not likewise. Likewise. I left my microphone at my job, so I'm sorry if my audio quality is not uh, great. Oh no, you sound good. Uh, yeah, you sound good. great. Cool. All right. Yeah. Awesome. It's just as uh, Brandon Peacher, my co-host. He's how's it going, man? Oh, it's nice to meet you. Ish. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you for having me. <sighs> yeah, man. I met Ish the uh, Rubber City Comedy Festival. And uh, he was one of the best of the weekend, I think. So. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a great time, man. I mean, I'm just getting to meet everybody from all over the place. And, and uh, I don't know, seeing some great comics. Like, there, there were some... I was really impressed with, like, the lineup that they put together. It was cool, yeah. Nobody, nobody did bad. Like, everybody everybody was having a really good time. You're talking, like, the, the club shows and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those are a lot of fun. Yeah, the I, bar shows. I didn't terrible, get to see too but... <laughs> much outside of that, but um, but yeah, everything was a it was pretty fun. It was the first time you guys did it too, right? Yeah, yeah. You didn't do the uh, the brewing company. Thing, uh, right? I did on Wednesday. Uh, it was it was just as Dude. bad. So what? <laughs> it was just as bad on Friday when I, when I hosted. Oh, right. it was it was bad, but um, that place is just like terrible for for comedy it's like high ceilings and just it's i think it was uh well a lot of it was like the acoustics and stuff it would just need to be like super loud and with people talking like sound travels or like carries across the room so even if they're in the back you can kind of hear them at the front too yeah it was it was really cool it was really cool to me to see like the crowds pick up as the weekend went on like Mm -hmm. wednesday it was basically just comics and then thursdays were like pretty good shows and then Friday and Saturday, it was basically all four shows almost sold out. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty Word. cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're, uh, you're a Connecticut comic. How's the scene there, man? Is it- uh, it's awesome. I love it. I, yeah. uh, I mean, it, <laughs> uh, we all shit on it. But, I mean, that's just kind of part of being in a scene, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, every, everyone just kind of shits on 
um, where they're from. But uh, I really like. I think there's a good amount of opportunity here. There's uh, there's a few clubs in the area, and then there's like a pretty like extensive kind of series of bar and brewery shows in yeah. some places when when things were uh before the pandemic there was also stuff going on at like art galleries um Ooh, things like that fun. i tried to do some hybrid stuff like and I, I had been on some hybrid stuff like comedy and like musicians and oh that's cool stuff um yeah 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 it's it's pretty there there was a good amount and uh a good amount of it's come back uh not not all of it just yet, I guess, but um, things actually just opened up for us yeah. like two days ago, like completely open, like no regulations, masks, like all that stuff. Yeah, and, and I know you're... That'll turn um, things around. Yeah, 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 most likely. I know um, I know my buddy had shows this past weekend and they were able to lift capacity restrictions on them. That's so cool. I don't know if they, they got like a bunch of people in, but they were definitely able to. Yeah, June 2nd in Ohio, we're supposed to be lifting the capacity word restrictions yeah. so you guys, cool. i mean the you had a it seems like it seemed like people oh, were like you know kind of willing to go out when i was there like yeah like oh, yeah kind of been have you guys been open for like a while like what was yeah the, we've been we've been open we only closed uh well hilarities and improv were closed for a lot longer but uh mm-hmm. funny stop was only closed for like two months like they closed in like march and april of last year and then reopened in may i waited until like july to come back i think Mm -hmm. you know peak of the pandemic that's when i was like i feel right um (laughs) but no it was yeah it seemed like most of the shows came back right when the bars reopened yeah just like kick back off again small capacity spaced out wiping down mics all that stuff yeah that was pretty much the deal with us i think it happened in like july or august i want to say i think the first show i did back was july yeah believe so i know you're uh you're a musician too so do you do any like musical comedy or is that no not really i uh i kind of try to keep my world separate yeah i guess if that makes sense because i i work i like i teach music yeah. so it's it's just like because it's like my job i don't really want to like kind of deal with it right outside of my job you know yeah that makes sense yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really think about that taking work home with you yeah 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 it sucks because like there's a part of it that's not fun anymore because of that but it's it's yeah. whatever you know I, I mean it's what i like wanted to wanted yeah. to do so dude i work pretty okay i work at a fucking factory dude talk about not fun oh, i sure. go i go to a club and like have a killer set to a packed house and i'm like riding high and then i have to wake up at five in the morning to go work at a factory all day <laughs> like it's it makes doing comedy makes the rest of your life seem so mundane like it's it's just it's crazy true I'm always in true. such a better mood if i have a good set though at work the next day i just i'm like over there packaging things up or doing just tedious tasks i'm like really happy about it for no reason yeah and the next couple of days i'm miserable if i don't go out or anything <laughs> no it's it's definitely a day brightener yeah it also done... gives me i like i like looking forward to it throughout the day like it and it yeah. might make me worse in my job because i'm like overthinking about it but like if i know <laughs> i have a show later or even if it's just a mic i like going to i'll be like ah, this is gonna be a good one like i gotta yeah. get through this next shift and then and then i get to do comedy yeah yeah, oh, yeah exactly yeah um do you have you done a lot of festivals or is that no this is my first one that was your first uh, one i did I got into Jersey City, but they did theirs virtually, so I didn't like go there. I like did it, yeah. but it was all it was all virtual. That was the only virtual thing I actually did. Uh, yeah. While that was like still going on, and um, 
but uh but yeah yeah i yeah, watched rubber, rubber said it was the first one like i got to actually go travel to yeah i watched one uh i watched one zoom mic at the very beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. and i was like I don't think I ever want to do this. I'm not. Oh, it was, <laughs> it, it was, I think I got lucky, like, and I, I knew some people that were watching. So that's also like kind of a comfort, like, yeah, in just knowing that, but yeah, no, nah, the, just the audio delay, all that stuff, like everything you, you could imagine would be weird about a zoom show is weird. Yeah. And imagine freezing up right before a punchline or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody outside fighting in the parking lot, like heckling me. <laughs> yeah. I can't really imagine that. I mean, it's just how do you pace yourself with no laughter? Like, you know, I mean, it's just it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's got to like react to anybody. Yeah. That's got to be goofy. I, I mean, I'm sure it builds a lot of strength. You know, it probably gives you just focus on your, your actual set. You know, you're not really. Pretty much. I guess it's, it's just kind of like a mic that you do in your room, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, so how so how close are you to the clubs? There is it like a bit of a drive or no? They're they're all a doable drive. I live um, so I was in the Hartford area for a while, um, and there's a club in a mall in like a northern suburb of Hartford uh, in Manchester. The Funny Bones up there. Okay, so that used to be close. Right now, I, I moved away from that area, so that's like an hour away. There's a Stress Factory in Bridgeport, which is like twenty. 30 minutes away there's one in fairfield which is like 30 and then um i think that's i think that's oh and then there's the okay. casino there's a club at the casino oh, too. okay how um, that's how far yeah. is uh can you ride a train to new york how like how yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a train ride to new york is like an hour 40 from oh, where shit. i am and it's like yeah. one of the furthest points so if you if you go like a little bit uh what is it west then all those train stations are are pretty accessible as well. Damn, that'd be awesome. Like the whole the whole shoreline has like a a, a bunch of stations that you can catch a, a train to New York pretty easily. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Spend a lot of time up there too. I wish. Um, I actually moved to New Haven with the goal of doing stand up more in the city because I I work um, like right in the middle of the state and this is like equidistant from for my job like where I used to be. Uh, and I'm going to the city for like grad school right now, uh, yeah. right now it's virtual, but I'm going to probably go in person next year. So my plan was like, I'll do comedy like while I'm there, you know, for school right? and just like hit mics there like during the day and like kind of split my week a little bit. Cause I want to yeah. go to New York more. Like I, it's, it's pretty, I was there last Thursday. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I just, I want to do some more stuff out there. I yeah. like the scene here, but you got to branch out, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to, I'm going to start applying to festivals more. I mean, I actually have a decent, a couple decent submission tapes now. Where Word. Before I, I, for the longest time, every time I tried to make one, I would fuck something up. You know, <laughs> like it's just, I, I mean, I was that's, to make one like during the, I mean, while the pandemic was going on, but I just kept thinking to myself, like, this is going to sound really good, but it's going to sound so much better at like full capacity. You know, when all the restrictions are gone, I feel like it's just going to be easier to make a better submission tape during that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I hope. I can't wait until June second. We can go 
do funny stuff where you can barely like walk around in there. Like it's it's a it's a crazy. It's I mean, a that place, crazy. That place was fire with like what was the capacity like eighty people or something. When we yeah, did it, eighty, ninety, right? something like that. And I think so. You, what is it at? What's it at? Like without? Uh, I want to. I want to say you can get like one sixty, one seventy in there. So it's oh like, yeah. damn. So it's it's a pretty pretty big amount. I mean, that place when it was packed was like the laughter in there was like deafening when you were doing good. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just I can imagine. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um. But yeah, it hasn't been bad. I mean, it's just going to be a lot better. And like hilarities, I would love, I would love if they open at full capacity there because it's just, it's not as bad as the improv. The improv is like the worst setup I've seen during this because their table. That's also in Akron or is Cleveland. That, uh, yeah, that's Cleveland. Cleveland. Their setup is so spread out at the improv mm-hmm. that you can just, you can tell it's like half capacity. Like it's just. Like we we went to go see our buddy open up for uh, Tony Woods and mm-hmm. oh that's dope yeah and it was just like it was such a tough job <laughs> up there because mm-hmm. like it was just so spread out like even Tony Woods was struggling you know and it was like mm-hmm. what the fuck it was yeah weird. the crowd didn't seem very friendly either no I mean I hosted there the night before like the Thursday night for uh, the uh, their improv like workshop graduation class or whatever and Mm -hmm. it was it was tough i mean i i felt bad because like i was able to like to like put in some work and get some laughs but like some of the people in the workshop it was their first time doing comedy oh because they're all new yeah Yeah. makes sense yeah and so i was like these people don't know how to work for it you know (laughs) like (laughs) it was rough man i couldn't because that class usually that workshop is usually like it's the easiest crowd you ever do because it's a packed mm-hmm. house at the improv and they're like, it's papered. Like they're all there for, they're all there to support the people it's that like are in their, the workshop. Yeah, their yeah like it's, there was a, there's a theater in, in Hartford that does stuff like that. They're mainly like an, an improv, like comedy theater, but they had like stand up classes there for a yeah. little bit. That would have like end of the year shows and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's, there's a couple things like there were there was one that they were doing at hilarities for a while, um, and then and then they started doing one of funny stuff. I don't know if they're gonna keep doing it, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the improv has or not the improv hilarities has that Cleveland comedy open, and uh, it's like basically your chance to get into hilarities. They they do like a tournament like four times a year or oh, whatever. Cool. And they just draw names at random, so you could you could get drawn like twice in the same year, or you could not mm. get drawn at all in the whole year. So it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy, but it's your chance to get in hilarities, and it's a and it's a good contest. But they're they've canceled it for the pandemic, so right, I'm hoping yeah. they'll bring that back soon. I don't know, but yeah, I was I was on that list. It's pretty sad. Yeah, so was I. Uh, yeah, because the clubs, the other than funny stop, the clubs here are like impossible to get to get into. I mean, it's just that's kind of that's kind of how it is here too. Yeah. I mean, I know I know some guys that have like hosted at clubs here, and then some that get like regular showcase spots. Um, but it's a yeah. it's a pretty select group of people. It's weird how like the the corporate clubs, like some of them they don't operate like a corporation. Like some of them will have like the funny bones and stuff like that. Like some of them have open mic nights and some of them don't. 
Like it's mm-hmm. like the yeah. Uh, I think it's 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 more on the like the owner or manager or whatever. Yeah. Like the, healing, I can tell the guy who does the uh, the one near us like basically is in charge of like every every aspect of it. Yeah, from a booking standpoint. Yeah, that's cool that they do it that way. I mean, like the helium in Buffalo. Those guys from Buffalo were talking about like that's that it's like basically like funny stop setup where you go to the open mm-hmm. mic and then you can start working your way up. You know, <laughs> I mean that's mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's how it that's should how be. Man. A lot of the. Um, a lot of the bar shows are kind of run that way because they're all run by like a few different people. So if one person runs a mic um, and a show and you do their mic a good amount, then yeah. you get on a show at like that same venue. It's kind of what I'm trying yeah. to do with the Grindstone Showcase out here. I'd kind of like to have an open mic somewhere. I mean, it's I know Brunswick's pretty open. Solid setup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This way, I mean, you can kind of recruit people a little easier. Mm. Yeah. It's this weekend was rough, man. Cause it was like the first weekend. It was like the first weekend of good weather, and, and oh, like, true. I went yeah. to the show at the Winchester, and which usually sells out every. They do a monthly show there. It usually sells out mm-hmm. every time, and it wasn't even like half full. Like it was, it was yep. pretty bad Friday night, and then last night, funny stop. The first show was pretty good, but the second show was like maybe 30 people and it was like and it was don jameson who usually draws pretty well because people oh are... yeah he's a yeah <laughs> he was just here like not too long ago yeah it was weird but i guess just people wanted to be outside you know hmm. yeah i think there was only like 20 people at grindstone at most it was a pretty receptive crowd but there wasn't many people and it was the, our first outdoor show i thought that was going to bring more people yeah the early show funny stop saturday was weird like I, I, uh, it was one of those sets where like the crowd was warm, but they weren't like, they weren't like, they were very short laughs. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I did my uh, weight loss joke, like tell him I lost 65 pounds and it was just silence. And I was like, Hey, usually people Hi. clap there, but not you guys. That's cool. And, and then they just like roared with laughter from that and then started clapping. I was like, don't you fucking clap now. Like it's, it's over. And like, and like they were just like roaring after everything I said after that. It was so fucking weird. Like how just like one thing can just turn a crowd around. Like it's filtered them into laughter. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, how, how, uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, this is going to be, once I hit October, it's going to be four years. Was okay. it 2021? Yeah. So I started in 2017. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're both about two yeah. years in. I mean. I'll work. Yeah. 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 It would be two years for me in July. You were a little bit before me, right? Yeah. February. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, we'll get to, uh, we're going to talk about some, some news coming up. Uh, I don't know. I've got a couple things pulled up here. We have uh, um, the uh, ceasefire in uh, Israel and Palestine. I want to talk about that first, since it's probably. Oh, that. I'm going to be totally honest. I'm yeah. I don't. I should know more about this. I really should. <laughs> like, I, I'm, and I, I keep telling myself every every single time I see someone post some shit on Instagram, I'm like, I, sh- I really should read up on this, and uh, I just haven't. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll, sure I do have an opinion on it. Like, yeah. you tell me all there is, then I'll be like, all right, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, we'll play. I'll figure, we'll out, play I'll figure this, out which side I'm on. But, yeah, we'll play this yeah. news clip from uh, NBC News on this from yesterday. <laughs> uh, 
Hamas's military wing, unseen throughout the conflict, hidden down in tunnels launching rockets, emerged onto the streets of Gaza today to say it's not been defeated. Gazans looked on, overwhelmingly supportive. Some very young. Hamas is seeing a wave of popularity after this latest round of violence, presenting itself as the sole defenders of the Palestinian people, the only ones willing and able to stand up to Israel. Israel's bombing campaign was designed to set back Hamas's military capacity. It did that. But Israel also hoped Palestinians would turn against Hamas. That didn't work. Gaza is cut off by Israel. The two million people here call it a prison. The isolation and hopelessness have created deep anger. In a coffee shop, I spoke to three young women. What about the rockets? People in, in Israel say, oh, they're firing rockets on us. We have no choice but to That's defend ourselves. resistance. We're the ones who are defending ourselves. Across the border in Israel, they see Hamas rocket fire as unprovoked terrorism against Israeli civilians. My colleague Aaron McLaughlin spoke to Daniel Hedvat, a rocket exploded by his home. The whole house shook uh, and we heard a huge noise. Um, I heard rings in my ears for about an hour after that. Many Israelis wanted the military campaign to continue. I'm against the ceasefire with Gaza. I think we should continue the fighting continue the fighting until Hamas will collapse totally. The next round of fighting could be sparked by tensions in Jerusalem. There were more violent clashes there today as Palestinians protested against evictions from the disputed holy city. The ceasefire may have stopped the rockets and airstrikes, but it has also left a feeling of unfinished business and fights to come. Jose? I think it's the, the thing that's the most messed up about this is the citizens in both places in in israel and and palestine they get this like propaganda from the government and they both just buy into it and it's just and it's like it's not their fault like that's their news that they're getting and whatnot but it's like the the people of the people of gaza like are like think that hamas is like defending them when really Hamas just wanted a reason to bomb Israel because it makes them look good and Israel Benjamin Netanyahu like wanted a reason to bomb Hamas so it's just like it's neither side like like it's it's not genuine on either side of the people bombing Hmm. it's it's they Hamas knew whenever they did whenever they started bombing Israel that it wasn't going to hurt Israel because they have the Iron Dome and they can just explode missiles in the air and Wonder so, why they didn't use it on that Chinese rocket that was supposed to fall down from the from space. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think know, it can. A reporter specifically asked if there was anything <laughs> that could shoot a rocket yeah, down. I don't think it can shoot they rockets like, down. No, no, we don't have anything like that. Yeah. Israel's like we use it all the time. We, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the Iron Dome can day. shoot down <laughs> a rocket that's like in orbit. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's, it's that's gonna fall thing. down eventually. I'm just um, but. <laughs> But no, like they know about the Iron Dome, so they knew that it wasn't gonna. Every day you heard like there's 65 uh, Palestinians killed today, uh, 11 children or whatever, and then it would be like, and two Israelis died. And Hamas knew it was gonna be like that, but they did it anyways because that makes them look like the underdog that's like fighting for the oppressed people or whatever. And then Israel knows that their their citizens are like. They tell them that Hamas is this terrorist organization, which they kind of are, but they 
they're also like part of the government in Palestine. So it's just it's just a bunch of back and forth that they they're just feeding their people bullshit and they believe it on both sides. I mean, it's the scary part is seeing the the interviews with you know some of the civilians and stuff like that. Like that guy that was you know talking to the lady today about you know the, the rocket exploding next to his house. You know he's like the whole house shook. It was insane. Mm-hmm. They're like, you think the fighting should go on? He's like, hell yeah, I think the fighting should go on. Yeah, like, let's keep this up. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. It is, man, because it's it's uh, the, the Israeli side is is like they started it. I mean, they started <laughs> this this particular conflict. They started because they walked into they walked into a holy place on Ramadan and started beating Palestinians and trying to get them to leave their mosque. Which, like, that's gonna start. So that was that was the catalyst. Yeah, that was when did that was, when did that happen? Like in the um, it was, I think like twelve days ago. And oh shit, yeah, okay. it was like twelve days ago. And then mm-hmm. Hamas just saw it as an opportunity for a reason to bomb Israel, and and like the people didn't ask Hamas to start bombing, and like the people were mm-hmm. just trying to protest, you know, or whatever. And then Hamas like starts bombing the israeli part of jerusalem and and they were even bombing tel aviv but they're they knew the rockets aren't going to be successful because they know what kind of defense system that israel has they wanted israel to bomb them back i mean that's just because it makes it look like israel's the bad guy which they were in the scenario but also like it's 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 very confusing my dad we were watching cnn the other day and my dad uh at the dinner table my dad was like Dad was like, can you, like, explain to me what, what they're fighting about? And I was like, I mean, like, how long do you have? Like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, like, <laughs> you want me to explain, like, the past hundred years? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's, it's over religion, man. It's, it's, it's never going to yeah. stop. It's, it's, it's the crusades all over again. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's, but, but yeah, that is, is what it is. And then you have in America... Um, you have, you have like the craziness that's going on, that's going on with, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates. Where... So I do know about this. I am, <laughs> yeah. informed, I am yeah. informed about her. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just know like several, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if it's several at this point. I know at least three or four people who are pretty deep into QAnon and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh man. So, like like yeah. supported or know about it. Oh, they're no, they're they're in like they, oh, yeah, 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 no, it's, QAnon. yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly, I mean, it's it's hilarious just seeing some because it's not even not even all this stuff is like like he was posting shit about Michael Jackson the other day. Oh, I was man. like, what is this? I, like, is this what does this have to do with anything? And then apparently it's part of the whole conspiracy. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's very entertaining. I yeah, I enjoy I'm, it. I'm with you. I, I, I mean, enjoy it's, the it's sad. Like, it's sad for you know. The country that yeah, it that was the alarming part, that's, you know. Like this is yeah. this is great. It's very creative, <laughs> and then you find out they're serious about it, and you're like, oh shit. Well, like, this is an issue. The Bill Gates shit that happened last week when it came out that he uh, that he like had an affair with a Microsoft employee or something. That's like one. Of oh the shit! Is that why? Uh, yeah. Is that why they got a divorce? It's one of the sure. reasons. Yeah. And uh, oh, I didn't know that. Damn. And I'm like, so how? Like these people think that like Bill Gates is like injecting people with a chip and like keeping that secret, and that he's like running a secret pedophile ring or whatever. And it's like 
he can't even keep an affair secret from his <laughs> wife. Like, you know, like... How... You gotta do what you gotta do. She wouldn't take the vaccine. He had to get the microchip in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just crazy. To be fair, to be fair, it would actually... Just knowing, knowing how women talk about relationships with each other and friends, it might actually be easier to hide a global conspiracy than cheating on your wife. I'm not <laughs> really so like, yeah. With social media, it's game over. Yeah, like they, <laughs> they, they have their own system when it comes to that kind of thing. And part of me would feel honored that Bill Gates spent that kind of money to microchip me just to know like what I'm up to or how I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm like, oh like, damn. He gives he really a shit. Me. Like he gives like anybody gives a shit what like Mike Brandon Petrie is going to on exactly. a Wednesday. Like you know exactly. These are the ideas me, I've of tried. tomorrow. <laughs> I try to they put it out there for Bill. <laughs> yeah, and it right. work. yeah, yeah. We we post it all the time. Believe me, nobody gives a fuck. It's not <laughs> Bill Gates just starts suddenly coming out to open mics. <laughs> oh my God, he does care. Uh, <laughs> You know what's crazy though for a reason. is uh, is uh, we were talking about it's random random shit, but we were talking about uh, W. Scott, one of my buddies uh, that Brandon knows, uh, was talking about going to a crawfish boil uh, yesterday or whatever. He's from New Orleans, and uh, <laughs> and he was talking about it at a funny stop with me. And I was like, I don't think I would ever eat crawfish, dude. It's like, it, they look like little roaches or whatever. And uh, and he's like, well, they basically are or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, but then uh, later that night, I get on my phone on the way home from Funny Stop, and I see an advertisement for these chips from Japan that are like crawfish-flavored chips. And I'm like, what? The, that's kind of that fucking nice. weird. Like, it, it, you know, like, it's it's kind of weird. Like, I don't think that they were listening to our conversation, like, Facebook was listening to our conversation or whatever, but what oh, they... Oh, there's a good chance of it, though. But, <laughs> well, what they do is, like, because W. Scott and I were hanging out, if he, like, texts somebody or Googled something oh, about true, crawfish, yeah. then all of a sudden that pops up on people's Facebook feed that he was hanging out with that night. Like, it's super... Super weird and creepy. Like it's, it's just there's something that well. with um there's something with like debit cards too or credit cards because um something with purchases definitely gets to your social media because I've I like I randomly just bought like five vitamin waters at like a at just like a bodega like in one week and then just started getting like ads for it and it's That's not so like I weird. did anything internet related I just spent money on it yeah it's, yeah uh, it's what, what I don't understand. If they have the technology to do that shit, like, mm. and I buy, like, I don't know, I buy something on Amazon or whatever, and it's like, why do I get advertisements for that after I buy it? You should know that I've, yeah. already, I've already bought it. It's, I don't need... ship is sold. Yeah, like, I don't need the advertisements. They, they, on the site, I'm pretty sure they give you an option to buy it again, which just doesn't, like, why would I... I just got it. Why would I need another, right. like, version... I don't know. Yeah. Like I get it for like maybe vitamin water because that's something you can oh, yeah, like, regularly go to. Yeah, but like yeah. I get that with tires and I'm like, yeah. how many <laughs> tires do I need for my hunt? Like I bought four. Yeah. I don't need any more. Are you for like t shirts? Like you're gonna buy multiple multiples of the same t shirts or something? Yeah, these are my summer tires. Like <laughs> you guys no, don't buy tires gonna... in bulk. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have a Costco uh, membership. Jesus. Uh yeah, but we got we got kind of off subject there, but uh 
This uh, this next clip's from CNN. This is uh, about this is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Something she uh, said this week. It's pretty crazy. There's this ongoing feud within the GOP that seems to be escalating now. It's fueled by new comments from Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who compared mask wearing to the Holocaust. You know, we can look back in a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. CNN's. <laughs> this is like because Nancy Pelosi said that like unvaccinated members of Congress would get fined if they didn't wear a mask into the house or whatever. So she compared it to mm. uh, the Nazis killing Jews. And <laughs> I, don't, I mean, the Nazis didn't ask everybody to wear golden stars. Those were only people. Yeah. Not a great that's, that's where you're losing us. <laughs> It's so crazy. Like her, she was the one that introduced us to the Jewish space lasers. Um, oh, that was her. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. The start, oh, shit. the start of the wildfires in California. I know she. So I'm, I'm actually I'm looking it up. So I don't know if I mentioned I'm from I'm from Newtown, and there's a bunch of conspiracy theories around that, and I'm pretty sure she said something or agreed with something on it. But hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that lady's out of her mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the the concentration camp trains had social distancing either. I think she's <laughs> really losing us. No, man, it's it's nuts though because she is like, yeah, they removed her committee assignments from her or whatever. But that's oh, because... yeah, it was because of that because she like uh, she agreed with like conspiracies on like Parkland and Sandy Hook and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But if they didn't, they the only reason they did it though is because they knew if they didn't, the Democrats were going to do it anyways. Um, well, isn't it, but, isn't it like more optics? Because doesn't she still have a job? Like, yeah. I feel like she's still, yeah, she's still in the house. She's still yeah. So it's not like they like they just stripped away like a title, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. They stripped they away do. her committee assignments, which is basically like it basically makes you like powerless in Congress because your committee assignments are like the way that you get shit done. Oh, um, okay. But that makes sense, yeah. But like, she's she's uh. I don't know. She's just such a loud voice, though, in the Republican Party, and mm-hmm. and it's because she's a big supporter of Trump, and the Republican Party right now thinks that like that's their way to victory is just like sticking with Trump, embracing like the extremism, yeah, and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. her, like the two biggest spokesmen for the Republican Party right now are her, who got stripped of her committee assignments, and Matt Gates, who's, like, pretty sure he's about to go to prison. Who's going to jail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cr- they just held a big rally together. It was Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Matt Gates. It was I'd like, I want to be there, but I don't want to be there. I'm curious is why I, I want to be there. I just want to see what they're going to say. I, I definitely, I think that she's probably going to come up with a conspiracy theory for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are, I'm guaranteeing like, no, it there. wasn't a 17 year old girl. It was Antifa the whole time. Yeah. Like, it was just, <laughs> I guarantee you, there already are. Under attack from the Palestinian <laughs> <Yeah>. space laser. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, there already are conspiracies like that with the QAnon people that Matt Gates is being set up and all that shit. But yeah, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene definitely. You were right. He, she definitely uh, denied the Sandy Hook shooting happened. Um, 
which is fucking nuts. I mean, 9-11, <laughs> too, or something. I remember yeah. her having to come out to everybody and say, guys, 9-11 happened. happened. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, that was yeah. really uncomfortable that I was watching this. Yeah, was this, like, this, this. You guys are spending your morning on this? Yeah. Could you imagine, though, being one of those parents that, like, lost their, like, elementary school-aged kid in a shooting and having, like, a congresswoman say that... <laughs> Like it didn't happen. Like you're they've, all, but they've actors. all been embracing that for yeah. like a like I've seen this happen since the shooting happened with people. Yeah, it was Alex tonight. Jones. Like Alex man. Jones started yeah. it. Um, fucking even like even if they don't fully embrace like the it didn't happen narrative, it's always like a oh well we don't know everything kind of thing, and they just kind of dance around it, you know? Yeah, you yeah. can't. So I've seen like I've seen like Hannity do that and stuff like that. Yeah, like I, you know, it's it's just a. Uh, what's it? A dog whistle? Yeah, is that what that's yeah. called? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the whole language, thing. But they don't like go out and say it. Yeah, know? that's the whole thing with conspiracies. Is that is that you can't prove that it didn't happen? Well, no, but like that's not how mm. the world works. Like you know, like it's not. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. Like it's just crazy. But yeah, um, and then it's gotten to the point where where the the GOP won't even like vote to investigate the Capitol riot, which is just mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, it was, it was like an attack on them and they, yeah, and they, they wanted to kill them. Yeah. Like, and they don't want to, this dude got this, like Trump got a crowd of people to try to kill like his second in command. Right. Yeah. Like, how do you not yeah. be mad that like your boss just tried to get you murdered? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And Tim and Tim Ryan is uh, my congressman. Um, from Ohio, and he's probably he's either going to run for governor or the uh, mm. open Senate seat in twenty twenty two in Ohio. Um, but he, I like the guy. He's he's an advocate for workers and everything. But he is uh, he does get corny sometimes, and he does tend to. Uh, I don't know if he tries, but he tends to have a lot of speeches on the House floor that go viral. Um, <laughs> So this was uh, you got to get ahead somehow. Yeah, this was Tim Ryan this week on the House floor talking about the Republicans wouldn't vote to investigate the Capitol riot. For 30 seconds, I want, I want to thank the gentleman from New York and the other Republicans who are supporting this and thank them for their bipartisanship to the other 90 percent of our friends on the other side of the aisle. Holy cow. Incoherence. No idea what you're talking about. Ben Gaza, you guys chased the former Secretary of State all over the country, spent millions of dollars. We have people scaling the Capitol, hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship. What else has to happen in this country? Cops. This is a slap in the face to every rank-and-file cop in the United States. If we're going to take on China, if we're going to rebuild the country, if we're going to reverse climate change, we need two political parties in this country that are both living in reality, and you ain't one of them. I yield back the balance of my time. time. (laughs) I don't know where he's originally from, but... But like I don't, I, I like him. I'm a fan. Yeah, just I, he's great. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to listen I don't, to. I, don't I mean, hear people granted, say that's hey. a pretty extreme speech to kick off with "Holy cow!" Like that's not <laughs> that's not a good way to kick. Well, that I was gonna off. say it was very like it was very G-rated. You know? Yeah. 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 Like. Him. I don't, I don't, know. I don't he know. He handled it, it in a very like tame way without really going after the. It was the same way that like Remember the Titans handled racism, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like we're gonna say it's bad. We're not gonna talk about like everything that happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't use any words or anything. But <laughs> yeah, I don't like, a lot. <laughs> but he's he's a lot like he's a lot like Sherrod Brown, where he's like a big union guy, and he's probably one of the only Democrats that could win a statewide election in in Ohio at this point. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Like Ohio is like pretty low, pretty low in like education and everything. And we're pretty high in taxes. Um, and like, it's not going great in Ohio. I don't know. (laughs) And, uh, we've had a Republican governor for 24 out of the last 28 years. And it's like, you just keep voting the same people in over and over again, like expecting Expecting shit to change. change. It's just, it's craziness, man. I I don't get it, but that's, that's Ohio. We're a red state now. It was a swing state for like 50 years in the past Hmm. 10, 15 years. We've been a red state and it's. Do you find, like, just talking to just regular people, though, like, does it reflect that, too, or is it more just in Um, numbers? Well, I had a conversation with a uh, guy that uh, I work with the other day, and uh, he asked me if I regret voting for Biden yet, and I was like, no, probably won't ever. Um, And uh, he was like, he was like, well, you don't believe in the Constitution? And I was like, I don't want to talk about this, dude. Can we just not, (laughs) like, you know? And then That's not a good way to handle yeah. a debate either. Like, yeah. do I believe in it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he's like, uh, he's like, have you it also ever... seems very unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, have it's you ever read very, the? It's like a separate question. And he's like, have you ever read the Book of Revelations? And I was like, no, but I could have guessed that that was the next thing you were going to ask me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. I might. I may have read it. At have some you heard point the word of yeah. the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> have you Crazy, prayed on man. this? <laughs> Ugh, it is nuts. I I work in a I work in a uh, union factory where like very like upper middle class pay and and like I would say over half of the people there vote for like anti union candidates and I don't I don't understand it. It's just it's crazy to me. They the the GOP has like brainwashed people with like a couple wedge issues. Where, like it's like abortion, guns, and and like, I don't know. That's basically it. It's abortion and guns, and that's that's it. Like, if you believe, if you if you own a gun, you're supposed to vote Republican. If you are Christian, you're supposed to vote Republican. And that's 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 it. If if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't have any middle class or lower class people vote for them because they don't make policies to like help people. Yeah, it's very against their own yeah. self interest in that position. Yeah. It's where I work, I work with like some guys that are Republican on the sense of you know uh, uh, small government mainly, and that's uh, that's kind of where a lot of yeah a lot of my friends lie. Yeah, I'm like okay, that's that's yeah, pretty normal. And then I got like other hardcore Trump supporting Republicans I work with that are saying that don't get the vaccine. That's the mark of the beast. It'll wind you up in hell for getting it. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, I think the other guy made a lot more sense. I, <laughs> Dude, I, I respect the other guy. That that one seems dumb. Yeah, it's yeah. the the shot that's going to get me there, not atheism or anything. It's <laughs> weird to me. Like, I went to the grocery store today, and it was one of the stores where it says, like, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to wear a mask. And, you know, and I wa- I'm walking around, and I felt like I was getting, like, dirty looks from people. And I wanted to, be, I wanted to be like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like I, I followed the rules. I got vaccinated. Like I earned this shit. You know, like it's. I earned like, it. I <laughs> pulled up a goddamn yeah. website, filled out my information, and drove somewhere. Yeah. So now I've earned the rights. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly what i went through my god yeah it's like i'm not one of those people you can tell yeah. I'm looking at him i dude i had this lady last night come up to me after the show wanting to talk to, drunk as fuck wanting to talk to me about my set because her husband's last name was brown i was like okay there's a lot of browns that's you know like it's not that big of a deal and she was like in my face just this like i don't know trashy trashy looking woman i'm just gonna say it she was very trashy looking in my face and i was like i know i only have a five percent chance of catching covid but if that five percent is gonna happen it's probably gonna be from this lady right here like it was it was pretty bad and then uh one of the other comics like kind of led her away from me like like you know, like you can tell when somebody doesn't want to talk to somebody. Like it's that's a good friend. Yeah, it was very apparent. Taking the bullet for you. I hope they don't get COVID. Yeah, it was it was weird, but I don't. Know. I hate when shit like that happens. We had the the uh, Saturday of the Rubber City Festival. Um, the dude from L.A. I can't remember his name. Uh, some some girl came up to him and was like telling him she was offended by one of his jokes or something. Oh shit! And she was like. She was like talking about that she was thinking about committing suicide and like all this shit. And it was like, so he couldn't just be like, fuck off, you know, <laughs> like, and, right, was, yeah. and uh, he you got to engage to a certain yeah, degree. The with older, that sort of thing, the yeah. older dude that like the older dude that uh, Pete has sub in for him whenever he's not there, uh, kind of led her away and was talking to her for a little bit. And then next thing I know, like Jimmy Graham came and the next thing I know, like, like I'm watching the person on stage, and I hear I hear Jimmy Graham just go, "Don't fucking touch me!" And I'm like, "Oh God, what the fuck is happening right now?" And I turn around, this girl's like in Jimmy's face, like grabbing him, asking him questions, and I was, and he was like, "Can you fucking do something?" And I just like told her, like, "You have to leave. I'm sorry. Like, you have to. You you can go back in and sit down and be quiet if you want, but like, you can't be here bothering." comedians at the bar like you have to go like she didn't tell me that she was going to commit suicide so i didn't feel bad like <laughs> you know i, don't, I knew I don't she know. wanted to but she didn't talk to me about it so ignorance is bliss uh, and well we got one other news story um this is something i'm dealing with right now and uh this is from abc news this is about the housing market right now Next tonight to the home buying frenzy, the median home price now the highest on record and houses flying off the market, making it difficult for first time buyers. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Schulze. Tonight, the red hot housing market smashing new records. It's the Wild West out here. With demand far outpacing supply, a record 50% of homes sold for more than their listing price in the past four weeks. Nearly half of homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within one week of hitting the market. How long does it take for houses to sell these days? Uh, hours? Uh, <laughs> we just simply don't have enough homes. Masha Khan Abhinav Guha visited nearly 100 homes in the Bay Area. And after nine failed offers, they're getting creative. We're 49ers season ticket holders, so we've talked about maybe, uh, uh, you know, including the season tickets. Chanel Bell and her husband struggling to buy their first home in Chicago. It's really disheartening. 
Like many first-time buyers, they're losing out to all cash offers, and in some cases, buyers waiving inspections. I really wanted to be able to buy a house here, but I'm outpriced. And with new homes in high demand, another potential problem for buyers is the skyrocketing price of lumber, adding about $36,000 to the cost of a newly constructed home. Wit. Elizabeth Schulze, thank you. It's insane, hmm. man. I've, I've been looking for a year. And uh, I've some put of my, in, some of my friends are in this boat too. Yeah, I put in a bid. I've actually been checking my phone the whole time because I put on a, a bid on a house last night. They were supposed to start looking at offers at noon, um, but uh, like I bid ten grand over asking, um, and and paying closing cost, and I'm not hopeful <laughs> that I'm gonna Shit. get it. Like it's. It's man, pretty crazy, man. Put season tickets in on that house. Yeah, I'm not giving up my season tickets. I don't give a shit. It's not. <laughs> I heard um, a lot of hedge funds have been buying just any house and just like flipping it, like yeah. just doing like very simple renovations and just selling it back to the market. That's apparently what's happening in uh, in New Haven right now, where I live. It's crazy, yeah, man. It's probably not too different out here. Like the two, so around here, like the two most in the Akron area, the two most like popular places to buy a house are Cuyahoga Falls and Highland Square, which is a part of Akron that's, like, mm-hmm. pretty, like, gentrified and hipster <laughs> shit, you know? I like think it's... that might have been where my Airbnb was when I stayed there. Yeah. Yeah, it's the west side of Akron. It's it's uh, probably about... Oh, was it, it's, it was, like, a walk away from that pharmacy place? Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. that's Highland yeah, Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was uh, like, a 10-minute walk away from there. Yeah. Akron's um, own little Lakewood. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool area. It really is, but, like... The houses are old, you know, I mean, mm. it's, it's like the house I'm looking at, um, it's like, it has a lot of potential, but there's nothing that I would have to do to it like immediately, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of what I'm looking for is a house that I can put some money into over time and, and flip it in like five years or so or whatever. But, uh, but it's like to get a house like that, usually you're bidding like under asking price. Like you're not. You're not even touching the asking price. You know, I mean, it's, right, yeah. it's just, it's insane right now, man. I put in four bids on houses that got turned down and two of them were 15 grand over asking price. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. These people are willing to pay cash over, over the appraisal, which if you make it contingent on the appraisal, like you basically pay, you basically like whatever it's contingent on the appraisal, if it comes back and it's appraised lower than your bid, then the seller either has a choice of putting it back on the market or selling it to you for the appraisal price. And instead, people are offering to pay cash for over the appraisal price, which is crazy. Shit. I mean, that defeats the purpose huh. of of buying a house in a low interest rate market, kind of. I mean, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's It's pretty crazy, but I'm hoping I get this one. That's kind of why I did it. I figured it would maybe give me some luck if we talked about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's just on your mind. Well, dude, venting. I've been with yeah. my parents for a year because I'm looking for a house and it sucks. I'm sick of it. You ended up with the worst time to try to find yeah. a house. At the, like I, I started out with, I started out with uh, eight grand to put down on a house, and I now have twenty six. So it's it's like it's like what more do I need? Yeah, I've here? just been stacking money, but it's like it doesn't do me any good if I can't fucking get anything, you know? Right? Yeah. Uh, Even rent, like rent prices are are up a lot too from this. Yeah. Just looking for another place, you know, for one more lease or two until I can find a place myself. But 
Yeah, the rent's insane. Well, it's because people are taking advantage of the housing market and they're selling their houses and and renting for like a year or two until the market goes back down. And it's like pretty much. I don't know if you're really making anything off of that because how much are you going to pay in rent in those two years that you would have been paying towards your mortgage? You know, I don't, I don't know. Right? Yeah, it's definitely crazy. But we'll uh, we'll get to uh, it's just comedian here. Uh, You picked Chris Rock. Um. That uh, oh, inspired yeah. you to do comedy. What, what, uh, what, what did you watch of his first? That was like, it was this special actually, because it was all on YouTube, like divided up into clips, okay. and I think it was in like seventh grade, and I just like watched it all one day. Oh man, you're the new generation. Um, how how old are you? I'm 27. So this was oh, okay. in okay. What years? This was like a 07 or 08. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was like him. And then I saw a Russell Peters special on there. And then, uh, uh, what was it? Carlin's special where he does the, the airline. Uh, yeah. I think it's a uh, jamming in New York. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. 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 Brandon, Brandon's, uh, your, your generation more than like I, oh, I we're 26. Yeah. yeah. We're. I just turned 35. I didn't have YouTube whenever I was in seventh grade. <laughs> I didn't even have the it's internet. It's fun when John when tells in, us about yeah. the olden days. I didn't even have the internet when I was in seventh grade. It was. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty fair. I mean, my brother's uh, right around your age, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I had know. brothers that were seven and nine yeah. years older than me. So it's different. But, but yeah, Chris Rock, man, we've actually, we've actually had a couple people. Uh, pick Chris Rock before. I mean, he's one of the legends of comedy. For sure, yeah. My roommate was actually, right before I walked into my room to do this, he was actually watching Bigger and Blacker. Like, nice. Hell yeah. Just outside, yeah. Yeah. I, they, he was, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but he was, he was like extremely underutilized on Saturday Night Live. Like he was, mm. he, they had him like before he was a famous comic and they just didn't use him hardly at all. But mm. he was part of that crew with like Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and David Spade. But but yeah, his stand up's definitely what he's known for. We'll play this clip and uh talk about it a little afterwards. This is from his special Never Scared, I think a HBO special. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thirty-nine, right? And I still love rap music. I love rap music, man. <laughs> you know, I love it. You know, I'm 39, and I'm that age, man. I've been loving rap music forever. And as I get older, I realize I'm going to love rap music when I'm 80, 90. Pretty much whatever music was playing when you started getting laid, you're going to love that music for the rest of your life. (laughs) So I'm always going to have a soft spot for Houdini. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's just me. Now, I love rap music, but I'm tired of defending it. Because you got to defend rap music, man. Because people always go, that's not music. That's not art. That's garbage. How can you listen to that garbage? How can you listen to that trash? And in the old days, it was easy to defend rap music. It was easy to defend it on an intellectual level. You could break it down intellectually while Grandmaster Flash was art, while Run DMC was art, while Houdini was art and music. You could break it down intellectually, okay? And I love all the rappers today, but it's hard to defend this shit. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard to defend I got holes in different area codes. <laughs> On an intellectual level. It's hard to defend move, bitch, get out the way. 
<laughs> well, as you can see, there's a bitch in his way <laughs> that he needs to move. Thus the term, move bitch, get out the way. You need to open your eyes so you can get the bitches out of your way. My favorite song right now is impossible to defend. It's impossible. We should all be ashamed of ourselves for liking this fucking song. Lil John. You know that shit. To the window, to the wall, to the sweat drip from my ball. <laughs> to the sweat drip from my ball. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> You go to a club, you see girls dancing that shit, loving it. Just sweat drip from my ball. Just sweat drip from my ball. Just sweat, just sweat, just sweat drip from my ball. Of my balls, skeet, skeet. Of my balls, skeet, skeet. Just sweat, just sweat. My balls, my balls. You know what's why I feel sorry for the guys that gotta pick a wife out of this bunch. <laughs> Oh, uh, Daddy, where'd you meet Mommy? Oh, she was singing about balls at a club. <laughs> skate, skate, skate. <laughs> you know, that's why people always say rap music is uh, misogynistic and it's degrading to women. But what I realize, man, is women that like rap don't give a fuck. <laughs> women that like rap don't care what they say. If the beat's all right, she will dance all night. Women don't give a fuck. The nastier, the better. I see girls on the floor dancing into the nastiest shit ever made. Just on the floor, like smack her with a dick, smack her with a dick. Smack her with a dick, smack her with a dick. Smack her with a dick, smack her with a dick. Smack her with a dick, smack her with a dick. I put a dick in the air, a dick in the air. Dick in the air, dick in the air. Fuck her in the eye, fuck her in the eye. Fuck her in the eye, fuck her in the eye. Blind the bitch, blind the bitch, blind the bitch. And you know it's wild? If you mention to a woman that the song is disgusting and misogynistic, they all give you the same answer. He ain't talking about me. Smack with a dick, smack with a dick. Smack with a dick, smack with a dick. I put a dick in the air, dick in the air. He said your name. No, he didn't. Smack with a dick. Smack with a dick. Smack with a dick. Smack with a dick. They don't even have a chalk line when it's a dead rapper. The cops just take a piss around the body. Yeah, smack with a dick. Smack with a dick. Smack with a dick. Smack with a dick. Shit, if you want to get away with murder, all you gotta do is shoot somebody in the head and put a demo tape in their pocket. This is a rap killing. Let's get out of here. <laughs> crazy man I, I i see when i was in high school that was my like that was like the prom song for our senior prom was oh yeah yeah, yeah. they were John. playing it at our dances too like <laughs> in middle school still because i think i can't imagine they, they stopped it, that was and that's why i think i thought that bit was so funny because like yeah. we all knew that that song was like none of us should have been listening to it but we all were like anyway and they would play it and then they try to play like a clean version and everyone would just rap along the actual words yeah, like sure. it mattered. Yeah. I wonder then, I wonder like how many iterations he went through that joke before he got to the final piece of it. Like 
like does Chris Rock still have to like work out shit to where it's not offensive? You know, because it's like I have shit like that where I have to like where it's like on the border. And you have to like do it four or five times different ways to figure out which way is not going to offend people. You know, I mean, it's it's like when you're talking about. I think anytime you're talking about women um, being promiscuous, I guess like it's like you have to say it in the exact right way, or it's going to piss women off in the crowd. You know, like it's so it's it's i wonder how many like if he used like different songs or like whatever like for that for that bit before he got there or if chris rock just like says it the first time and because he's chris rock people don't give a fuck what he what he says you know that's probably part of it yeah Yeah. then it seems like his personality makes it work a little better i mean there's like it doesn't come off as any ill intent towards women right you know He's yeah. pretty good with that type of thing. I, I do imagine that was probably like a 25-minute bit at some point that he was just fucking around with yeah. and shoveled it down to what it is. And, I mean, it works great. It's a hilarious joke. Yeah. But I just imagine him, like, ranting more and more about things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is a funny concept, though, because there is... I mean, there are good... Still, like, good artistic rappers out there. You know, like J. Cole and Kendrick mm. Lamar and shit like that, but... Nas yeah. put out an album not too long ago, I think. Who? Nas. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was he still did. making it was, music. It wasn't Adam and Eve, was it? I can't remember what the last one was, but that wasn't even that long ago. I don't know. J. Cole's new album's pretty fucking good. Um, but <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, Chris Rock, definitely a legend. I mean, you see a lot of comedians that like emulate him, like his delivery and and whatnot. For sure, yeah. Um, but that's that's happens with any of those guys that get that big. I mean... Definitely uh, inspiration for a lot of people, but uh, he's got the he's got the big ideas up front too. Like he'll he'll say his premise, like in a way, and then he'll just kind of expand around it. it yeah, that's how he did that. Yeah, that um, is like a unique style. Yeah, unique formula. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ish, where can people uh, where can people follow you uh, on social media? Oh, whatever. um. So I post uh, all my shows and writing, like I do like satire and shit, um, on my Instagram. Uh, it's Doofy Ish D O O F Y I S H. Uh, that's all I have. I don't. I don't. I'm not on Twitter or or anything else. Cool. Um, but, <laughs> cool. but yeah. yeah, but yeah, follow me on Instagram. Um, if you're in Connecticut, I'm doing shows all over Connecticut, and then yeah. Or if you, or if you're in New Hampshire, I have something up there soon. Cool, and uh, hopefully more to come. Yeah, we're probably gonna. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was fun, man. We're probably gonna head. We're probably gonna head out to uh, New York in like September, so maybe we can. Oh hell yeah, dude! Get there. Uh, hit me up if you manage to. Um, if you got like <sighs> transportation, like a car, uh, and you want to come up to Connecticut for like a day or two, let oh, me know, yeah. and I can uh, connect you with the folks doing mics and shows and stuff. Yeah, it'd be cool, oh, yeah. man. It'd be good to see you. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you listen to the podcast, subscribe. You can follow me at John Brown Comedy, Brandon at uh, Petrified. Uh, you say it. I don't know. Pet- Petrified. Petrified. There you go. <laughs> Petrified comedy. That's dope. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Best I could do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. It was good, good having you on, man. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. 
music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.